Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting this morning, Sunday morning, bright and early from the bright red desk, because today I have a lot of stuff to do, and it's going to be a heat wave here in New York. Let me get this out early so we can all proceed forward and have a good time. Also, tonight, tomorrow, there's a huge, huge new moon, and the eclipse season officially finishes with that new moon at 1.32 in the afternoon, Monday afternoon. Um, and we've had eight weeks of eclipses, so there was an emotional eclipse. There was a, okay, this is what I'm going to do, eclipse. And then there was another emotional eclipse saying, oh, let go, let go. So the first one was July 5th, June 5th, rather, and it was um, really uh, in Gemini Sag. So it really was kind of a, you you do what? What are you doing over there? What am I doing over here? And it was right before the Sun-Venus conjunction at 13 Gemini, starting a new eight-year cycle around our love and our partnership and our relationships. Then, on June 21st, there was a new moon eclipse, which is the one that correlates to, you know, 2001, you know, 9-11, uh, back 18 years, 19 years before that, Iran-Contra, back before that, 60, the Kennedy assassination, back before that, D-Day uh, in 44. So that one was big. That's a worldwide one, right? And then the one that we had just last week on July 5th, right by our country's birthday, America's birthday. And that was in Cancer Capricorn, uh, full moon, emotional. And then the last two weeks we've been letting go. So we've seen some big people leave, Rob Reiner, um, people that we emotionally work with, um, lots of people, a lot of family members left, pets left. It's a, it's a departing time or an ending time. You know, in my world, you guys had heard I was thinking way back when of buying the condo. We've got an offer on the condo. So uh, I'm looking for a death certificate for my mother, which, you know, I don't have. I never, when she passed back in 83, um, my dad handled it, never even thought to say, hey, can I have a copy of the death certificate? But apparently she's still on the title. The title company wants it, so... um, it's understanding where it's this releasing, you know, so as the condo leaves, you know, mom having bought it 40 years before, uh, of course, she bought it in, you know, the cycle of the Venus-Sun conjunction because it was their uh, fourth house. It's where my parents were planning on retiring. So it's very, you know, it's very melancholy kind of energy. But now that's all done. And now we go forward. We had our consciousness. We figured it out. We had our emotional processing. We figured it out. And now we're releasing and letting go. And things are shifting and moving and turning into new things. And so on Monday, we have a huge new moon. And the new moon is at 28 degrees of Cancer. Uh, 28 degrees, 28 minutes, 26 minutes. And it's opposite our little buddy Saturn at 28 degrees, 39 minutes, right? Um, so literally, my my stepsister wrote and said, "Do you have the Do you have your mother's death certificate?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. Never never got a copy when she died." And when Dad passed last year, Peggy gave each of us a copy of his death certificate and my mother's, but they were photocopies, so they weren't originals. So I don't have one. Um, I don't have an original. You know, the one that's stamped with a little fancy stuff on it. 
Um, so it's in the third house in my cart. My chart, it's in the third house of papers and nine house legal matters, right? So, uh, and of course, it's the, the the second houses. Who owns the second house, right? So, which is the eleven, the ninth house? Because who owns it? The second house is the sixth, and then who owns it? One, two, three, four is the ninth. Who legally owns it, right? So, watch where this this eclipse takes place in your chart. But it is this not eclipse, the end of the eclipse, but the new moon, right? So the idea of a new moon says new things. Now, this particular new moon, especially in the chart cast for DC, is um, uh, is down there on in three nine, and and three nine is what we think, and kind of what our uh, aspirations are, what, what our aspirations are. So I want you to sit down, and between today and tomorrow, when that new moon happens. And also, when you do your new moon ritual, I want you to do a big list of your dreams, a big list of your dreams, that wide, high, you know, expansive, like blue sky, stuff that you're like, wow, yeah, you know, and really, like, really think out, like, 38 years from now, 29 years from now, 20 years from now, 13 years from now, 8 years from now, 4 years from now, 19 years from now, those are all the cycles that are starting now, right? Venus just got back to the degree uh, where she was when we had the full moon eclipse on June 5th. Um, She's at that degree. And she was, you know, today, tomorrow, she's on the Sun-Venus conjunction at 13, where she started a new eight-year cycle. And then we went into eclipse season, and it got a little crazy. And now I want you blue sky in it. I want you giving yourself a big set of dreams, writing them all down. I'm going to do a new moon ritual tonight. I have a class uh, before it, so it's going to be a little later than it normally is. Not horribly later, but we usually do it at 7.30, but my class doesn't end till late. So I've got a webinar out there you can sign up for for a ritual. But if you don't sign up with me, that's fine. Do your own. Sit down. Monday, today, Monday, Tuesday, it's a moon in Leo. Um very creative, good closing aspects, sextile to the Venus. Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, it's a moon in Virgo, trining Saturn. This new moon is exactly opposite Saturn, right, in the in the third house. So words have meaning, words have import. It's a very strong moon. All the planets are down there in that third house. And we know as we think we do, right, as a man thinketh. As a man says, you know, when we say, hey, this is what I want. So I want big picture stuff. I want big dreams. I want you sitting and going, you know, I've been going through this COVID thing. Universe is sitting me on my butt or sending me out to work in difficult situations, changing the world around me enormously, which I have absolutely no control over. We don't. We don't have any control over it. What we do have control over is our response to it. And so it's super-duper important for you to be, you know, what's the vision? Where am I going? And way back when, when this started, I had encouraged you all to read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, where he documented his time in the concentration camps in Germany. And uh, he noted how, he was a psychiatrist, and he noted how different people coped with things like what we're going through now, not to compare the pandemic to a concentration camp, but to say that sense of enforced captivity, that sense of how do I get out of here, 
what do I what do I do? How do I escape? And when do I escape? And and he watched different people's coping strategies. And basically, um, his posture was, I'm getting out of here, however long it takes. And on the other side, I'm going to do this. He didn't pin it to any particular event, like fall, we're going to go back to school, or like the summer when the heat kills the virus, or <laughs> when a vaccine comes, because, you know, if people don't take a vaccine, it's still going to be here. Um, it is, or the vaccine doesn't work, you know, or the thing gives you a vaccine and keeps you safe for a little bit, but then it wears off and then you get it again. Remember, smallpox was endemic for thousands of years. We just recently got rid of it, right? Um, so it is understanding that we're at this, and we we don't have an AIDS, AIDS vaccine. That never got invented. Um, we, are, we are at this crossroads, this turning point. So your vision is once you get out of this, once you get to the other side of this, what's in the dream pot? And you want to write them down. You want to be really, really clear. This is a great moon with the sun moon opposite the Saturn, just having loaded up all last week with releasing energy, releasing people, people passing, um, animals passing. A number of friends lost pets and animals. Um, I know I walked by Max a couple times and looked at him because he was really sleeping deeply. You know, like, you still here, Max? Um and our job, is, you know, because he's an old cat, um, I, you know, it, it, our job is to really understand on a, on a very fundamental level how major this, these transitions are. And I keep saying, you know, we're sitting at the edge of history writing it. We're writing it. But I'm in a group that, you know, with a few astrologers from around the world on Wednesdays, so we meet every other Wednesday and talk about things. So this week we were talking about civility, and the vigilante and uh, Lynn Bell, who's a, a prominent astrologer in France, was talking about, you know, these energies, you know, this conjunction and how it's really important to have a vision. And if we go towards the darker ends of the Aquarian time, it tends to be much more control module, a little more on the fascist side, a little more on, you know. And I said something. Well, you know, France. She goes, Anne. We had Nazi Germany, and I went. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, she lives in Paris, and I said, I, you know, I have I have European fantasies. Just say it. And she goes, No, no, no. You know, it happens. It's not. It's not hard. Not hard to have this stuff happen. So, uh, our job as as these new cycles are beginning is to think about what our vision is and be proactive in it. What is your vision proactively? Not just the fighting part. The fighting part is fine. I get it. Mars is going to want to fight with those COVID planets. But I want you to take action. I want you to do something. I want you to go. And so in the astrology community, we've had a little bit of a sex scandal, a couple of them actually, popping up. The Me Too movement has come to the astrology community. And I said to my friend Margaret over in, in Ireland, I said she wrote something on the professional astrologer's page, and I said, you know, we should do something about this. And she's like, okay. And, you know, sometimes I jump off. I, You know, I, I get excited and I jump off before I even think about it. And so we put up, we're going to have a town hall, which we had, which was a great turnout. We had over 100 people sign up for the town hall. We posted it. We recorded it and posted it on the Internet. Had 600-some-odd people watch it already to start an ethics or, or board organization, whatever. It's still in form. 
But as I was doing it, we were in the town, and I was seeing all these little faces on the town hall. I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't have time to do this. I have all these, I have all this stuff. I'm, <laughs> my book editor's going to kill me. Gail is just going to call me up and go smack, smack, and what is, what are you doing? And then Laura Nabaldian, who's this brilliant Capricorn astrology out in California, she said, oh. I don't have anything to do, which, of course, she has tons of stuff to do, but she doesn't have, like, a 300% loaded plate. She goes, I'll organize it. I'm like, great. (laughs) So, like, I started it, and I can help, but I don't have to do all the organization because I I had this panicky moment, like, what have you done? But, you know, I can contribute. I can play. So I'm, like, good with I can give some energy to that. What else am I going to give energy to? That long-promised book. That, that, you know, getting my little fat body in shape so I don't die of COVID when I catch it, you know. I got a list. Uh, You know, I didn't buy the condo. What am I going to – where am I going to live Am I going to stay in New York for the next, you know, the rest of my life, the next 20 years? Am I going to move? I mean, I'm not planning for 38 because that takes me to 105. But what's the dream? What's the vision? How are we getting there, right? And what's the what's the blue sky? This is the weekend. This is the week to do the blue sky, to do the I see it, I get it, I know it needs to be done, and how do I want to participate? So I'll participate in this new organization or this new idea of making astrologers because, you know, you, there's no regulation in our field, right? You can you, know, you can go to some pretty bad astrologers. I do astrology rehab a lot. Um, you know, they say things to people, and I'm just like, oh, my God, why did you say that? Um, and the person's upset. You know, there was apparently an astrologer in Israel who Boaz Fryer, Nia Boaz Fryer, caught um, he was a divorced guy, and he would have women come in, and he would say to them, your child is cursed, and unless you have sex with a divorced man, me, uh, your child's going to die. And these women did. And, you know, Boaz heard about it, and they set up a sting, and the Israeli police caught the guy. You know, that kind of stuff exists in my field, which I find horrible, but it also is like, okay, Boaz took action. He's like, I'm hunting predators. I'm like, you go, Boaz. Uh, you know, understanding that we are in this shift, and, and he's near Boaz. Um, I keep calling him Boaz because that's how I met him. Um, it's hard when these astrologers change their name. Like Adam Eldenblast, he's like some other new name now, and I'm like, I can't even think about that. The guy formerly known as Adam Eldenblast, kind of like the guy formerly known as Prince. So uh, it's hard when you change your name for old astrologers to really work out that you have you have a new name. I should stop reframing myself old. I should say young astrologer. I'm not old, I'm young, although I'm a boomer. So the vision, what's the vision? So tonight, new moon eclipse, uh, not a new moon, not an end of eclipse season, new moon uh, webinar on my website, but also looking at this week ahead and what it involves and what it invites. Now, we do have Eris stationing, uh, and she stops tomorrow. So we had five days leading up to her, pretty contentious. The next five days going out, pretty contentious. We had Dr. Fauci going, I don't know what's wrong with Peter Navarro. That guy, can't even think about him. He's a little crazy. Let's stop fighting about stuff and solve the problem with the virus. Um, very eris. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Dr. Fauci fights back. Okay, which, you know, kind of think about it. He's the head of this stuff. He's probably got some pretty good chops in there when he needs to use them. Um our job, our job, our job, our job is, okay, Eris stops, goes retrograde, 
Uh, we have this new moon. We also have Mercury. You know, Mars, Mercury's gone retrograde. Mars is going to square Mercury. So we're going to get some really important news this week when that happens. And that takes place on, uh, let me get my little list out here. That takes place on July 27th. Okay. So it's full steam ahead. Uh, and off we go to the races. We also have the sun going into Leo. Hot summer, hot times in the summertime, you know, that song. Turn it on, play it loud on July 22nd. And we also have Venus uh, squaring Neptune part three, okay, because she squared it once before her retrograde. She squared it twice on her retrograde back, and now she's moving forward. That's why I want you to have this big list. Venus is in Gemini. I want to get you some emotions behind it, and that's going to happen on the same day that Mars squares Mercury, right? So Venus is squaring Neptune. She goes, oh, I have a dream. And Mars and Mercury go, got it. We're going to go work on it, okay? So we've got this energy that's out there that we really, really, really want to harness. Big picture. Think 38 years. Think 29 years. Think 20 years. Think 19 years. Think 13 years. Think 20 years. Think 8 years. Think 4 years. Think a month. (laughs) Think end of COVID. Big dreams. I want them written down. I want them on paper. I want you looking at them and giving them some heart. Some of you like vision boards. Make a vision board. Make a vision board. Um, and then, you know, I do want to warn you, I had a wonderful, wonderful, delightful client. We were talking vision boards at one point in one of her readings, and she wanted to get married. And so she did a bunch of bridesmaids, Prince of Brides on a vision board. And she said, yeah, but everybody around me is getting married. I said, well, do the brides all have different heads and she's like what i said is your head on the top of the bridal gown or is it a lot of other heads she goes it's a lot of other heads i said put your head on top of it you know or if you've got other you know that's why you're surrounded by brides uh and then she did she was doing some active dating and so she had all these different dating things you know skiing and hiking and walking and all that stuff Again, with different guy heads. I said, you know, just do a little cutout head there. (laughs) One head, the same head on all this, because then you do the same activity with the same guy, different activities with the same guy. She's like, this vision board stuff is complicated. I said, no, it's very literal. So it's very literal. If you've never done one, they're really fun, and it's a great activity to do with your kids. Uh, If you have kids, they, they do their vision board too. So at any rate, big week for vision board, big week for ideas, big week for focusing intention. The new moon for the United States is third, ninth. Communication, how we're communicating, consistent message, ideas about where we're heading. Okay, big, big energy. End of the eclipses. We're officially done with Cancer Capricorn. We are off into the lovely energy of Gemini Sag. Off we go. But this is a new moon on the last degree of Cancer, all about growing stuff, and that launches our week. So today, the 19th, um, the moon is in Cancer, and the new moon is uh, 1.33 p.m. tomorrow, Tuesday, the tw- Monday the 20th, and the closing aspect for that is at 1.55 with an opposition to Saturn. Shortly after that, at 6.28 Monday, sun's opposite Saturn, so that's the last of the releases, kind of think of it. Even though we're starting a new moon, we still have a little releasing energy to happen. Uh, The moon goes into Leo on Monday at 4.16 p.m. 
and it is uh, in Leo Monday night, and it's in Leo all day Tuesday, and it goes void Tuesday night at 827, Moon Sextile Venus, which is a helpful creative energy. Uh, it goes, the sun goes into Leo bright and early on Wednesday morning at 427 East Coast time, and then the moon is void all day Wednesday, all day Wednesday in Leo, but with a nice closing aspect, and then it enters Virgo at 7.40 p.m. on Wednesday the 22nd. It's in Virgo Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, going void at 7.08 p.m. Friday night with a trine to Saturn, Friday the 24th. So that's very juicy, uh, very juicy week. Aside from the void moon in the middle there, which is really creative but void, right? Um, and remember, on void moons, we can do follow-up stuff on things, but we don't necessarily initiate new activities. Um, we work on con- we work on continuing stuff. So it's not like you can't do anything, but continue the process. 9.54 p.m. Friday night, moon goes into Libra. It's in Libra on Saturday and on Sunday, going void on Sunday the, 9- the 26th at 9.09 p.m. with a square to Saturn. That's a hard moon. That's a hard ending. Stuff made it through the eclipses and didn't end, and you have a sigh of relief. This is when it ends. You know, this is when you're finished. So I had a few people die last week, um, clients, brothers, you know, siblings, parents, uh, and so they're burying them this week. So it's kind of the wrap-up ending. Uh, and then Moon is void on on Sunday at 9.06 p.m., and it's void until 12.12 12 a.m., until it, when it goes into Scorpio Monday the 27th, and that Monday the 27th has a nice closing aspect of a sextile to Saturn. So the energy is really good this week. Weekend energy is hard because it's Libra Moon squaring Saturn, you know, kind of like all the emotional stuff you didn't handle because you were too emotional. Well, it's when you take care of it. So that's a hard weekend. But the rest of the week's good. We also have... Uh, busy days on Monday. A lot of separating energy, oppositional energy, done, done, goodbye energy, finished, let go, in the midst of the new beginnings. Uh, Wednesday, when the moon is uh, in conjunct uh, in Leo to the the COVID clump, there's a lot of health stuff and a lot of uh, emotional... Um, I've been noticing when the moon's in Leo forming the COVID clump. This tends to be when there's tweet storms, tends to be when there's attacks, you know, it's kind of emotional attacks about creativity and how we work on it. So watch for Wednesday to have attacks. And you may feel like you're attacking people too. Friday is great because the moon is busy, busy trining all of those Earth planets. And then, of course, the weekend is hard. Um, especially Sunday the 26th. So those are the emotional processes for the week. Okay, And let's do the other stuff. So the sun this week goes from 27 Leo to 5 Leo, entering Leo bright and early, 4.36 in the morning on June, July 26th, where it will spend 30 days. This is high summer, right, hot summer. And we are in the heat uh, in the northern hemisphere for our friends in the southern. This is hot, high winter, right? for you guys down there. Um, and we have a lot of energy this week with the sun finishing his little journey through separating energies. Uh, when he oper- was opposite Jupiter and he was opposite Pluto and he was opposite Saturn. Um, and we had, you know, the death of uh, Mr. Lewis, the civil rights uh, fighter, one of the youngest at uh, back at uh, 
Martin Luther King's speech and also had his brain cracked open marching across Edmund Petty Bridge, Pettis, Petty, Pettis Bridge, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, um, in, you know, when they were attacked. And that was one of the galvanizing photos, people dispersing tear gas. And, of course, not to be unnoticed, we've got whoever those people are in Oregon right now, part of the federal government dismissed, and I think everybody needs to get, like, on the phone and call their congresspeople. That, I watched that, and I went, that's a little scary. It's people there. We don't know what organization they're with. We don't know their names. They do not have any identifying things on their badges. And that is not supposed to happen. You should be able to walk up to the officer you're dealing with and look at their badge and see their name. And these guys are completely unnamed, arresting people, throwing them in vans, and the mayor and the governor of Oregon are both like, get out of our city. They don't have a way to get rid of them. And I'm going to tell you, folks, that's what I'm worried about when we get to the summer, when this whole place goes up in flames, when Mars goes retrograde square to the Saturn. Um, because the opposition, we're doing the trial run now, right? The sun opposite these planets uh, says, okay, what's going to happen? So when Mars goes there and he's opposite them, this is not good. Whatever, whoever those people are, they're government officials, they're government agents, but they are not named. We don't know who they are. Habeas corpus, you're supposed to know who arrests you, where they take you, and you need to get released, and they're not, nobody knows where they're going. Uh, you, everybody needs to get a little involved in this one. You know, I just encourage you to call whoever and go, needs to stop. Call the White House, needs to stop. They're Trump's men, and you know, if you don't want to take over of your country, you know, they keep going, the liberals are taking over. I'm like, no, those aren't our people in there beating up protesters. Those are somebody else's people. Whoever they are, they need to go away. Um, so at any rate, Sun Saturn on the 20th. We also have the Sun Leo, uh, Sun entering Leo. Uh, this week also the Sun is in, in quintile aspects with really good solutions and solving things. On the 23rd. Uh, solving relationships, uh, solving connections on the 26th, and solving how we take care of people. A lot of energy around partnering and creating, okay? And, of course, Leo is one of the sun's favorite signs. So once he goes into Leo, he gets more, um, da-da, you know, I have a vision, I'm going to work on it. That's also why I want you, want you to have your visions. Uh, Mercury this week in Cancer, running from 8 Cancer to 16 Cancer. And remember, when planets go through degrees, so anybody that has planets between 8 and 16, Mercury's going to make an aspect to those planets and talk to them somehow this week. So that's part one. But then he also talks to the planets in the sky. So he has an, an energy around healing here on the, uh, on the 20th. He also has a square to Chiron on the 21st, Mercury square Chiron, which are words that are taken that can be a little wounding or, or difficult. And that's, the, um, that's, on, that's on Tuesday. So you want to kind of watch, watch those words. Um, and that Mercury Chiron aspect, uh, where is he? Um, that's at 11.51 a.m. Uh, Mercury also has a sextile to Uranus and a trine to Ceres on the 22nd and the 24th. So he has a great idea, and then he has a trine, which is let's get it out in the world. And then he he has a little argument with partners on the 25th. Mercury squares Juno, so partnerships can take it on the chin. And it's usually tied to some energy that's not supportive because he has a hard aspect to Saturn in the nodes, 
on the 25th too. So it's like you realize something about your authorities, you realize something about your connections, and you go, that's kind of difficult. I don't, I don't think I want to play in that anymore. And then when he has the square to Juno, you say, okay, this needs to change. And then he has the square to Mars on the 27th next Monday. Of course, we feel these energies kind of coming in. You know, and some people write to me periodically and go, you know, it happens, but it happens before you say and I'm like, well, you're feeling it, you know, you're feeling it as it comes in, and when it gets set off in your chart, you're going to ride it. So you might have it happen the day or two before um, it gets there, but that's the energy as it builds. And I give you the culminating date, not when, because I don't really know when it technically starts, but I know when it completes, right? Um, Venus this week is going forward, and she's going uh, from 15 Gemini to 21 Gemini. Most significant with her is the um, biquintile to the Jupiter Pluto, and then she, which is healing, opportunity, creative, great ideas. That's the beginning of the week, the 20th and the 23rd. And she also has a square to Neptune, which gives her um, a dream that she wants to work on or disillusionment about a dream where you find out something that's maybe a little disillusioning. Mars this week is 12, 13, 14 Aries. Going to get to almost 14, not quite there. And he is in the mood to break up with folks, fight with partners on the 19th. So you've been fighting with somebody and you haven't figured out what you're doing with them yet. This may be the week you do it. Um, I know a lot of people are doing, uh, am I staying or going? I'm feeling like going. Um, we also have Jupiter. Oh, I missed this one. Jupiter opposite Vesta, you know, changing home and hearth on the 22nd, changing the structure of your home. And then uh, Jupiter has its second sextile to Neptune. Um on July 25th, and that is uh, the retrograde sextile, second of three. So that's, again, big dreams, and that's on July 27th, the Jupiter sextile's that. And Jupiter's 21, 20, 20, 21, 20. He's going backwards, remember? And then Saturn, um, contraparallel Athena. People acting without really thinking about the consequences of things, and that's important. Think about the consequences. Think about the long-term consequences. Uh, July 21st, really helping the home clear out with Neptune trining Vesta. Pluto's opposite Vesta on the 27th is a great day for dumpster diving, you know, getting rid of stuff. And then last, of course, but certainly not least, Eris stationing on Monday. Uh, So she's overriding where she's looking and saying, where are you feeling discordant in your world, which means that you want to change it. And then you do want to change it. That's the space. So that's it. Wishing you a great week. Uh, and sign up for the webinar tonight. If you can't, do your ritual because this is a huge week for what's going on for the rest of your life. Absolutely no pressure. <laughs> Just do big picture. So this is Ann Orley signing off from the bright red desk on what's supposed to be a very hot. We're having a heat wave here in New York. Very hot Sunday. Wishing you a great week and a lot of love and a forward motion into the world. Take care. Bye.